0: Hi, I'm Graham Lasseau and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat with Chris, Craig and Brady. Welcome to the Eat, Sleep, Chelsea, Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review another defeat, this time Chelsea losing 2-0 away at Everton. We'll chat, see if anyone has made it out of the freezer in the temperature section. We're going to chat about Potch and his post match comments and a quick check on FPL at the end. I'm Chris, and as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. Guys, it's uh, three losses in the last four, sliced and diced on Sunday. How are we feeling?
1: Yeah, the spoilers are no one has made it out of the freezer. <laughs> That's the spoilers.
0: <laughs> I
2: mean, yeah, it's been a very tough week, is not it? I mean, there's a uh, think there's stages of grief, isn't there? And I'm, you know, I'm, has gone from anger to Wednesday, to acceptance. I think, I'm not trying to be calm about it, but I think you have got to accept where we are. The club is, as a whole, is a big mess. Uh, I think we sort of papered over the cracks a bit in terms about the club. It's gone the last two years, and I think you've seen the fruition of that a little bit now. So, it's got to ride it out somehow. But yeah, it's absolutely choppy waters at the moment. It's horrible, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good watch, unfortunately. Uh, as much as anything, and uh, Chelsea lost two nil goals from uh, Decore and Dobbin, um, saw them off. One point two expected goals for Everton and zero point nine for Chelsea, very low. Uh, considered on rec- if you compare it to recent times. Um, one feature of the game obviously was losing our captain in twenty seventh minute, and Reese James, which I'm sure we'll come on to. Um, and Chelsea was 71% possession in this game. Another high possession game we failed to win. 86% pass accuracy, uh, just four shots on target as well out of the 16 that we had. Um, and three saves out of the five that came at us from Everton. Um, Chelsea chose to line up in the sort of 4 2 3 1 again. Um, how did we see that one play out in terms of sort of tactics lineup of approach for this one?
1: Well, I think when the the teams came out in our group, I I was hating our team. I already said, you know, we needed to <clears throat> match their physicality. Was very, very very surprised to have James and Kukurea at Um, fullbacks. um I know Brady, you were quite um, happy. You were like pretty pleased with the team when it came out. But I think me and Chris probably were were the opposite uh, to to an extent. And uh, the only thing I was happy about was really was Broya starting up up top um and he he didn't have the best game he, he was sort of okay he did some some good moments um but yeah I, I think really the the team selection was not the best who, who, who would you prefer who would you prefer to
2: play to terms of team selection i just don't think you could have kookaburra for colwell i don't see what else you could do really i mean obviously you could do sterling for mudric um
1: yeah, I don't think this was the game. Majuk actually played pretty well in the game, I thought, but I, I didn't think this was the game for uh, I actually, for Majuk to play.
2: I actually thought it was quite refreshing. They changed it up. They took Silver and Sterling out. They rested them. I thought the rotation was pretty good. You got a third game. I mean, you got to remember this is the first time we've had three three league games all, all in a week or all, all year, right? I've seen before, I don't know. I know we've had uh, um, Carabao Cup games, but I thought Cookeray did well. It comes down to that attempts, and yeah, I'm not. I... I thought the team selection was okay. I don't think that was a root of our problem, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I, d- I don't think it was the, the biggest factor in the game.
0: I, quite, I didn't mind the team. I didn't think it was too bad. I mean, it was kind of picks itself, really. There are a few people you could swap out, like Sterling um, and Colwell. But as you said, there's a lot of football being played. Um, and I think we, we, did, we needed to have more of an offensive mindset for the game. I think seeing Rhys James and Kukure at wing-back was definitely like a good thing for me, Um in terms of being able to get forward and you know have overlaps, push the wingers into the box a bit, you know narrower and, and create more chances from having more people around. But obviously, it didn't really play out that way because of the change that happened quite early on, uh, and I think we struggled really from that point.
1: And never no, recovered. We go off until maybe the end. I of know, the but he
0: was injured for a long period yeah. before that in the game. I think it was only after about. You know, 10 minutes he started feeling it. He wasn't, re- I forgot he was on the pitch. I, I think there was maybe, I don't He's think he was fit for a while on the holding
2: pitch. Holding his face it was bizarre. Yeah. It was bizarre. He was obviously injured, though. I mean, I might as well start there. I-, I think, I thought it was an okay six out of seven out of 10 performance. I don't think it was a bad performance. Everton away is always tough. I'm not trying to, we've only, we've lost five out of six. I mean, every Chelsea manager, even last year, Tuchel struggled at Everton. I think they were under Lampard, funnily enough. So they're really on a downward curve and, we scraped by 1-0 that day and we we very rarely do well Gunston Park so no excuses there but it's just a fact when your captain goes off at 27 minutes and you've got to put a left back to right back and then you then you put I mean Kuka was doing pretty well getting forward in that first 25 minutes he was doing okay and then he had to sort of just like go into an auxiliary role down the right obviously he isn't going to attack very well down the right it just affects you and I, I, I got. I went from being really angry at the players for the Man United game. I felt from a bit this game. Um, I thought they tried. They dug it out. They got a bit unlucky with the transition goal. The goal wasn't a great goal to give away. Obviously, the, and then, you know, you've got you, you've got two players limping off at the same time. You have got Sanchez and Kukurea just limping off, I and mean, you've got a new goalkeeper who to a weak punch, and gives it to their young player to make it two nil to make it look like a really dominating performance. And it wasn't. I mean, it was a one one maybe one one-nil Chelsea game, but we lost it 2-0. It's just really fine margins are going against us at the moment. I'm not going to hammer on a team too much for the performance. I didn't think it was that bad, to be honest.
0: I think I've seen a lot of these games this season. Ooh, we have. I think, yeah, Like there's lots of areas of the game that I think we can affect with, regardless of who's playing. And that, for me, is just about general um, application of energy and the, the feel of wanting to score a goal. And I just don't get that from this group. It feels like we're very pedestrian in our game. It's all very robotic at the back. You know, we play out, you know, nice patterns. We can get out of the press against almost any team. But when I watched that Man City game, it, there was another element to our game. We were rushing around. There was so much more urgency to our game. We're pushing people. I mean, that is a shadow of the performance I saw against Everton. And you can complain about low blocks. They weren't in a low block for, until they scored. First half, it's just all very average. And that's got nothing to do with players being injured um, or not having people available. That's just application. You know, there's a, there was a moment that I saw going around on X where Enzo doesn't, you know, Madrid does a pass into Enzo and then he just stands still. And everyone's watching. No one's anticipating that he's going to get out of the situation and move forward. And I, I just, I don't see it with this group. And I think that comes back to Pochettino. And I've seen it against... Brentford, seen it against Forest, seen it against uh, the first half against Brighton again, it's so familiar, it's just we've got the ball and it's, so, it's like they don't know what to do and there's no like, urgency to really push forward, it's so risk averse there's no one busting their gut to get in the middle, to get on the end of stuff when stuff comes to people, they look confused they look like they, they've got no confidence. They so, look
2: like they feel inexperienced right, is that what you're trying to say?
0: Not at all you know, I look at a lot of teams around the, the leagues. You know, watch Luton yesterday. they got loads of people who you'd say are, are not fantastic. But they, they give City a good game. They run around, they put pressure on it. I don't see that from this group. I really don't. And I think that comes back to Pochettino for me. That pre-season, and then as soon as the season started, I just feel like it's, it's gone. Whatever energy we had, it's just gone and it's just... I don't know. It's quite lifeless. Our performances, I have to say.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think Posh alluded to it in the press afterwards that Reese obviously was really affected how they set up tactically um, in the game. Obviously, his his role was to play quite high up the pitch. You could see with when Kukurea, um switched to right side, he played quite high up, and that's where we want to see Reese play high up the pitch. Obviously, just felt absolutely gutted for him as as he. Put his hands to his face again. For, for we feel like we've seen that a lot um, over the past couple of years with him. Um, but the team, you know, has to has to adjust to that in that situation. I think they did adjust pretty well. I, I don't think, like you say, the overall performance was bad. I'm actually struggling to pick out a player that I think had a shocker in the game. a Really bad performance. I see when you lose a game two nil to a team like Everton, you probably think a few players had stinkers. And uh, yeah, I don't really feel like that. I don't really feel like the team. No one really had a really dreadful game. Um, so it is a hard game to analyse, I think.
2: I mean, there's, there's obviously, Chris, just talking about, you know, the mentality, I think it's been obviously been a bit of a drop-off since the international break, but, I mean, Simon Johnson, straight out of today, You said that, you know, the foundations of Chelsea are made out of sand. We, we, you build something and it gets knocked back, back down again. You know, it's win-lose, win-lose. It's confidence, and I don't know, we just need to try and get up somehow... Get on and win the games, and we've got a good good run of fixtures now, as we alluded to in the last pod. And I think somehow we just got to build some confidence because obviously, when you know, when you're 12th in the league now, what we are, there's a lot of noise around the manager. There's a lot of noise around the players. I mean, from day one, it's been the one billion uh, number. Number, yeah, I thought like the one billion number being touted to all the players. Or it's kind of you know, these are young players are going to feel it. I and mean, I'm not defending the players in any way, but you you have to say that. There's a lot going on at the club, a lot of injuries, which i are going to talk about later. And it's just, I'd say that a lot of things have gone wrong, maybe off the pitch, injuries, things happening that have really affected the team. And you're starting to feel it now a bit. And they couldn't seem to handle three games in a week. I don't know, they haven't had that. That, that seemed to affect them a lot. I mean, the Man United game was obviously awful, but I thought this performance was better. And Gallagher back, bit, back helped a little bit with the energy in the midfield. But yeah, it was, it was still a tough watch.
0: I mean even for the goal right for Gallagher the guy's Gallagher never was booked in this game by the way yeah it was quite interesting i think but he doesn't make the foul on the player who's yeah, running he's, through he's, on 2 he, on two. he, he really I should find, make tag. This is what i mean about the mentality if that's any other team yeah you just you just stop him but i think it's interesting desire Gallagher. to not want to concede and want to score i just i find that stuff so so frustrating because it's that's i know it's not really how football is in terms of, you know, the rules. You be. But that's how the game is supposed to be. You know, if he's going through and it looks like he's in a good position, that's when you use your yellow cards. It's tactical fouling. Yeah. And that comes from the manager, you know. Again, understanding the concept of where we're playing, what we're doing, the, the occasion. You know, do not let them in the second half under any circumstances be on a counter-attack. Think... We've got no one in midfield booked. I think if you're just talking about, I,
2: I agree with that. Maybe with bro, with uh, Gallagher, I mean, he got sent off in the last game, so he's reticent to get a yellow in this game. Exactly,
0: exactly my point. Exactly my point. I think
2: of, I think that's like kind of a minor detail. I think if you look at like the, the main the main things, I don't know if you agree with this. So listen, listen to this bit of analysis today is like the midfield, the midfield and the attack are a bit disconnected because the way we build up, obviously Kai Sado and Mujeric and Neapo have to drop quite deep just kind of build up from the back, and then uh, Bro you this game. I've gone back and forth with his performance. I've thought about it quite a bit today. He wasn't great, but he was very isolated. He, you know, he didn't have a lot of support, you know. If not a 10 to back him up or anything like that. And I do feel like the attack and the defence sometimes are a bit isolated. And that definitely felt like that in a Man United game. Um, when we break out of the, the other team's press, we can really be in. But if we don't, then it can really feel isolated. So I thought that happened a little bit. And, you know, Ever- you've got to give credit to Everton as well. I mean, they are one day less to play, one day less rare rest. They were completely on it. I actually think the Ashley Young injury helped them out a lot because Mudrick had him on absolute skates. I mean, it's like it was Mudrick versus Milner and then Mudrick versus uh, Ashley Young. I don't know what uh, Premier League veteran he's going to skin up next week. But I think Patterson coming on, actually, he did a pretty good job on Mudrick, the commentator said on that. And I think that affected the game a little bit. But um, yeah, I mean, it was just a game where we were okay Lost it. Mean, you know, when you got, you said it in the WhatsApp group, Chris. The first goal in this game is going to be crucial, and they got it. And it, that's the way it was.
0: Yeah, because you, you, and you, you know, you can feel it in the stadiums when you're there, because you know when the opponent scores. This team are not capable of just switching it on and going, oh my goodness, we need to score a goal. You felt it when Arsenal scored, yeah? Same feeling. Oh my goodness, these guys might not win. And you know, Arsenal almost scored at the end, even against Tottenham, against nine men. I mean, what would have happened if Son had scored to make it two-two? It's something going wrong with the culture that's been set at the club, the mentality, and I don't know what's going on. But you, it was just such a lifeless performance for me.
1: Yeah, I, I think the I think the experience of the players is obviously, you know, one of the downsides of recruiting young players is you you're going to get that inexperience and yeah the savvy I think you talk about the foul in the lead-up to the goal but also I just think the connection to the importance of the game isn't there for a lot of these players um I would say that Badia shield for the goal um as well is, is just in, incredibly poor to to let Calvert-Lewin get in behind but also the the block where, when Decore's shot comes in I, I just don't feel like that's a player that wants to give absolutely everything to make sure that that's not a goal in that situation. Um, and I, I just don't feel like these players have the the connection to the importance of the situation. It uh, comes back to what Chris says about desire. I completely agree with with some of these players don't show enough desire um, to, to win. And at the end of these games, you know, that was still 1-0. We could still get back in that game. The urgency wasn't there. I just feel like, you know, you're missing a player like... You know, I I don't want to compare too much to to old teams, but you know, we we all know the type of players you're missing, and you you watch it with other teams when they're down a goal or two, and and they're on it, they're going sprinting to get the ball, they're running down to take fast corners, they're making thrones, they're shouting at the ref at every single second that they're time wasting, um, and you you just don't see that with our team, you you don't see that it's important enough to them, and uh, rather, I I. I, I I, I think at the end of these games, you can just clearly see it, and and you see it in the home games as well. That you know, you you literally watch it in person live in Brentford, uh, Forest, Villa. You know, these games it, it wasn't important enough to them, and uh, and I think that translates so clearly.
2: I think we can probably go full circle on that. I mean, a lot of that will come from the captain. So if the captains get sent off, and you know, we haven't got leaders on the pitch. I mean. Once Rhys James goes off, it's Conor Gallagher captain who said he was surprised he was made captain.
1: There's no leaders on the pitch. They're all, they're you all don't, you like don't new... need a bit of fabric round your round your arm to be a captain and to be a leader on the yeah, pitch. Great, um, are... the, 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 yes. the issue isn't with who was made captain. The issue is there is no leaders on, on the pitch. Of, of, of course it's relevant because once
2: Rhys James goes off, you've got all these players other than Fernandes. Only, I mean, none of these players have really played together for a long time. They're all banded right, together. Right.
1: If you talk about like Frank Lampard, I I consider him one of the leaders of our our team. He was never captain. You don't need a piece of fabric around around your arm to be captain. Petr Cech is another player. Barely wore the captain's armband for us. It doesn't mean that he can't lead from the back. can't mean he can't shout at defenders. Petr Cech has
2: the luxury of having John Terry Lampard and Drogba in the team. Yeah, and Sidney
1: Drogba wasn't our captain either, but he was uh, at the end of... At the end we of these games, do. you know he he's he's showing some some leadership, some desire. Um, oh. So I think it's important to realise it's not on Posh to pick the captain or Reece James to be the only one lifting the team up. It's it's about the players and the squad as well.
2: well I've got to be honest. I don't know about this mentality thing because I mean, Brighton seven days ago we were saying that you know the team stuck in. I was listening to our podcast today. It's like we stuck in, we fought. So, you can't go back and forth. I mean, yeah, I but
0: think that's,
1: that's, that's, that's I when think, you're. I, I thought we chose Desire against City as well. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm I saying think it's inconsistent. They care.
2: I think they clearly care because they were very annoyed. They were ecstatic when they won. I think they even might even care a bit too much. But I think the, the issue is they're trying to fight everyone. I mean, Jackson's trying to fight people after the final whistle. I think it's composure and I think it's experience. They're not used as a, as a group to break breaking down low blocks and they don't have the quality to do so. I don't think it's a desire issue. I think the young players... Uh, do you think...
0: Sorry, so you think if I swapped out Mudrick for Nkunku, we win the game?
2: I think you've got a much better chance of winning the
0: I'd, game. I just don't think that you can just put a player into... There's I'm a structural the, issue I'm in the, about the team fluency. for me.
2: I'm just talking about. They look like a group of young players that have been banded together, and you know what? That's exactly what they are.
0: But but that's and that's the manager's job. That's not obviously the
2: owners. That's the I mean, manager's it's job. Got, to bring them together. It's interesting that you referenced Arsenal. Where where did, you, where did Arsenal finish in Arteta's first season?
0: It's the they didn't play as badly as this. Well, where did and, they finish? Answer the question.
1: That's not true, by the way. Chris, answer so.
2: answer the question. Where did they finish in Arteta's they must first finish season? about tenth, eighth? They were, and they actually won right. the last five games. So before that, they were finishing about twelfth. Yeah, so. That was three years ago. So there's no point referencing Arsenal to Chelsea. Because you know what Arsenal did? You know the amount of times Arteta was like, right, he, he, he was literally on the brink. And, you know, there's already like, you know, you know, Pochard, stuff, on all over X and whatever. But it's like,
0: you know, you give him time where you don't. It's like, we, the team is I'm not... not green- saying, sorry, I'm not saying we should sack the manager. I'm not saying right. that. What I want to yeah. see is when, when, the, when they cross the line on the pitch... They need to take all of their individual angles and they need to structure it in a combined way as a team towards trying to score a goal. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't feel like that happens. I, I think well, it's very average. I think we've got plenty of goals this year. It?
2: It's a t- with the types of teams that we can't score against. We can't score against, no, we can't score against teams that sit deep. That's simple. I mean, this, you know, against Tottenham, okay, it was nine men. But against City, a team that goes toe-to-toe, we scored four. You know, against Brighton, a team that go okay, we've got a penalty. A team that kind of we've got a couple of set pieces, but it's a pattern. You know, Brentford. We, look,
0: we never in that Brighton game, we never looked like scoring in open play.
1: I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't agree. In with that, the, that.
0: We we created zero point one xG in the first half. I mean, it's exactly the same as the Everton game.
1: From from it's... open
0: play, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, from open obviously play. Like straight, set
1: yeah. Piece, set pieces are obviously part of uh, part of the advantage of playing. Well, maybe the, that the... should be our
0: new strategy. You know, I joked about it in the game. Maybe that should be us. Maybe just play four massive centre-backs and try and get down the wings and get corners and crosses I in.
2: I think the players don't understand the gravity of the situation they're in because
0: they haven't been in it before. A lot of these players have not played for this a big a this bigger club before. But luckily they, d- they do have someone who has done it, Yeah, and he's the manager, and he can guide them and direct them on what they're supposed to be doing. It's not as if he doesn't have a clue, does he?
1: No, but I do think it's very early to to be saying like he has to have done it by now. Otherwise, I, I think we've seen flashes of, of of stuff this season enough, anyway, for, for me to be uh to be confident that he's someone that could deliver in the future.
0: Okay, let's discuss some temperatures then. Time to see whose forms on top, who's heating up, whose temperatures dropped, who's been playing well, and who's not. It's freezing, warming up, boiling
1: hot. I don't know who's first. I'm pretty sure it's Craig. I think it's Brady. I think I went first last time.
2: You know, I couldn't really pick a player to put in the freezer, so I'm just gonna put. I'm just gonna put Chelsea in the freezer. Uh, you know, you might need to rent out the Kings Row Waitrose freezer section because, uh, you know, we're 12th again. We're on for the same amount of points we got last season. You know, we might be play in better, but you have got to say the managers. We need a striker. The manager looks like he's aged five years and five months. They've got an injury list longer than the Great Wall of China. It's winter, it's winter of blues for the blues. I mean, Chelsea are just not in a good state at the moment. I mean, whoever you blame, the manager, the players, the injury list, you know, whatever your agenda, your narrative is, it's not what you expected. It didn't expect it to be this bad. We knew it would be choppy waters, but, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's shark infested waters at the moment. It's madness, but, um, yeah. At the moment, Chelsea just, you know, a new low, really. Uh, maybe not as bad as last year. Not as bad as last year in that term. But you, I actually expected a lot more from this season, I think. Didn't really expect much from Grandpa, to be honest. Especially with the squad, we had the bloated squad. But with the trimmed down squad, I did expect a bit more. And when you watch some of the games, it you, you would be surprised after the Liverpool performance, I think, that we are where we are, I think. Um, and there's a lot of circumstances for that, but... Just think at the moment we're in a bit of a state, so I'm just going to put the club in the freezer.
0: <laughs> I think the well, Liverpool game's a good example of exactly how we played all season. Yeah. Very risk averse setup. didn't go for Madrid. went for more left backs in attacking no, agree, positions. But, and well, the second mean, half, second half the one-one load draw, the ball
1: didn't do anything. One one draw against the top of the league right now, right? At home, I think. For a I just want to talk about the energy. Pretty...
2: Potch had a real, I mean, you know, there's a lot, of, you know, if you follow us on X, at Eats, Chelsea, I think we're about. I say this every week, we're about 40 away from 2,000 followers if you could drop us a follow at Eat Sleep Chelsea. That'd be wonderful in these dark times. Thank you. Um, but there was a real energy and I'm sure he'll get it back, Potch, because, you know, I don't think he's kind of gone the Potter route where he's just kind of sort of gone mentally. I'm sure he'll get his aura back, but he was very confident, you know, he was wearing a suit and, you know, it, you know, it was good energy and, you know, yeah, it's was great, wasn't it? And, you know, the, the, the sun was out and all that sort of thing. But, you know, as we've had, as, as the, the, the weather's got colder I and mean, it's just, you know, the team's just, you know, Got, gone further and further into the freezer and uh, I'm, sure we'll get, I'm sure we'll get out of it but it's uh, it's tough times
1: at the moment I, I think look, after the inter- before we went into the international break if you looked at our results and our performances, bar Brentford, you'd probably look at Brighton at home yeah. in the League Cup, Fulham away 2-0, Burn- Burnley away 4-1 obviously Chelsea, Arsenal was 2-2 at home, then the Brentford game but after that we beat Blackburn in the League Cup, we beat Spurs and Drew with City and I think if you go back to listen to our um, pod after the City game, we were really, really high and excited about the upcoming period, especially once we got past Newcastle United for some, some games that were potentially pretty, pretty easy coming up, and what's happened obviously since the international break is we've lost three or four and we've only got three points and you know things have changed really, really fast but it's important to stay really really measured, I think, in, in that situation, we, that Everton game could have gone either way um, and, you know, I, I do think there's been just a massive, massive overreaction. Um, and the games that we've got coming up, the fixtures, we've got a real chance to, to, you know, get some points before the end of the year. We've got four games, three of them, which in the league are very winnable. And the League Cup to head to the semifinals at home to Newcastle, who are really, really out of form and also, you know, got a lot going on in terms of games at the moment and a lot of injuries. So I, I do think that we could look back in four games time and think that things are looking pretty, pretty good again. Um, but yeah, I'll talk about my freezer, I guess uh, I'm going to put Benoit badia in the freezer. Um, I, I saw some, some hype for his performance actually. And he's sort of one of those players that looks really good with all the good stuff that he does. He's, he's got decent speed clears up at the back. Um, every time he plays it, it, our defense is chaotic. I think um and, and again about building partnerships. Obviously he's played with De Zassi before at Monaco, I believe. I think that's yeah. I think that's correct. They didn't look like a partnership that played much together. Obviously I De Zassi is, you know, an interesting player as well. I just don't feel confident. Everton basically their structure, they you end up with DeCore and Calvert Lewin as a two up top on their own a lot. That's exactly how the goal was. The driving run from McNeil and then it's basically just DeCore and DCL that you've got to deal with. You know, let's face it. It's not top end talent in the Premier League. It's it's not elite talent. Decore is having a decent season. You know, Calvert Lewin's been in, in and out with injury, but he's he's not a great player. But I, I just think it should be comfortable to deal with. But for if you're two centre backs for Chelsea, should be comfortable to deal with. Obviously, Balotelli made an absolute meal of it for the goal, then shows absolutely no desire to block the the effort from Decore, along with Sanchez, obviously, who who dives before the balls even shot for a reason that's unknown to me. Um, at the time, but I, I just want to, you know, it, it's not the first game that Shields played where the defense has looked chaotic. When I mean, you talk about, you know, his game against Newcastle, obviously, so easily beaten, so many times in that game as well, um, d- doing strange, st- strange positional things as well throughout the game from the, the, the where I was watching in the away end. Um, I, I just feel like he, he's he's a player that a lot of people have hyped up. Obviously, as a song as well, and, and as some sort of you know, incredible centre-back already, and I, I, definitely I see the ceiling with Badir way more than I see it with Desazi, I think he can be a really good player I just don't think he's, he's, he's there yet in any regard and it, the element of urgency and concentration that he needs has to massively improve.
0: I'll, I'll say what I say to, said to my friend before the game started he said Who's going to ruin the game today and I said, it's going to be De He'll be standing about 10 yards away from where he's supposed to be, leaving Badia Shiel in a really bad position, and everyone will blame him um, when he's got an impossible job. And I actually think that's exactly what happened for the goal. I think he did everything else really, really well. You, you think marking be- DCL in that spot's an impossible job? No, he's in a good position. You know, he's behind him. There's a good- he should never get the pass off to him. Like, why is De who's 10 yards in front of him, doesn't move and then lets him play the pass without moving doesn't even try to block it
1: I'm not saying there's no other players at fault for the goal is there, I mean it's not the only reason he's in the freezer sure, but.
0: yeah he could have moved a bit further over but I think he's a, and this is you know comes back to experience I think he just assumes that someone's just gonna go up to him and do something to McNeil I mean, it's, it was a horrible goal uh, to
1: watch. Also, they tasked bad issue with a lot of long passing in this game, switches or whatever. He was one of seven for long passes, accurate long balls in this game, 14%. Very, very poor passing. Awful.
0: Yeah, I agree his passing was poor, yeah.
2: I mean, there's a hint of you just sort of putting someone in the freezer to put them in the freezer, but I don't think anyone had a particularly bad game. I think the goal was... I like the player. Um, I, don't, I don't think he had a great game. I don't think you can reference the Newcastle game as like it's sort of like a pattern happening. He's chaotic. I mean, the whole team was that. Abs- his first game, the first Premier League game all season. I mean, he's, he, this is his first, second Premier League game. I just think you've got to have a little bit of patience with these players. I think he's got a lot of good attributes. He wasn't great for the goal, I agree. I mean, the defence, you know, the goalkeeper, both centre backs, he's not covered themselves in glory. I mean, I think it's a little bit like on FIFA ones, when you press the wrong button and dive the wrong way. That was a bizarre moment <laughs> when uh, for Sanchez,
1: I don't know what was going on there. Um, you actually like... freeze frame it, by the way, before the shot even. Cut, the ball's like a metre away from Decore. And for some reason, he's already dived. It's like the but you know, like what you would do if the, like he's two yards out. You know, you're just sort of guessing because you've got no chance of saving it if it's on target. Um I, I, it's one of the most strange things I've seen. And the, other reason, the other thing that's strange is if you are choosing to dive one way, is blocking that near post. So I don't know why you would dive behind him. It's absolutely crazy. I
2: thought this was bad as shields freezing on Sanchez's. But it's, uh, I, I like the player. I'm not going to flip-flop him. But I, I, you know, players can be inconsistent in form. I definitely don't think he's chaotic. I think he's quite a calm player. Um, I think if you put him next to Silver, he'd really flourish. Um, I think he's a good player I think he's got a lot of good attributes so he won't, I don't really massively agree with the freezer and I don't really agree with the diabolical trend but he didn't have a good game and don't think he had a terrible I don't game. think I said
1: diabolical did
2: I? I think you said well you said chaotic sorry I don't think, I don't think when he's in the team the team is chaotic I think it's quite a calm
1: I, I think defensively I think we've looked chaotic I, I, think, it's quite a calm,
2: I think it's quite a calm player himself quite, quite measured um, yeah, a
1: little bit too relaxed, I would say, on the pitch for a. Well,
2: back. he's a chaotic, chaotic, and measured. So I don't know what's going on there. But I mean, Dzassi, I'll give you chaotic. But um, yeah, I don't. I think we all know that Dzassi is the weak, is the weak centre back in the team. The the,
0: the Calvert Lewin chance is point seven point seven nine of their one point
2: two. Yeah, you say that you know Calvert Lewin and Decore are not great footballers. All right, they're right. They're not great footballers. But, I didn't uh,
1: say that either, by the way. But yeah.
2: Okay, they're not... They're not. What did you say? They're I not like, They're not an elite... Oh, okay, yeah. they're not elite attackers, but I'll tell you what, they've got some physical oomph, and I thought asking and um, Radity Shield dealt with them quite well. I mean, Everton didn't have a sniff for an hour, really. Um, I think they had one uh, effort of Jack Harrison and was a 0.03 XG chance. Coming yeah, l- l- uh, Everton they were not good three in this nil game. Win, coming off a 3-0 win where they peppered Newcastle. Um... I thought yeah. we, I thought we, I thought we did pretty well. It's not like Everton are, are mugs at the moment. They've really got. You know, I'm not saying Everton are you know 1970s Liverpool, but I mean they're they're playing well at the moment, and we dealt with the storm pretty well. And you know, we no, lost. I goal, agree with that. Yeah, we lost a goal in transition, which is not good. Ugly goals to look at. a Bit chaotic,
0: but I don't think the easily avoidable as well. Yeah, easily obviously. avoidable. Yeah, a lot of goals. I mean, look at. I mean, like, no, 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 no. There's there's too many. There's too many mo- like. You can't, you can't say it's, McNeil it's, it's, was so no, good. No clean
2: sheets in eight, eight or nine. So, and when you look at the, when you actually look at the understat uh, stats, it's leveling out now. Like, so basically, you know, we should have more points than we have, and we should have more goals than we have. But defensively, we are about where we should be. So, with the def- with conceding what we should be, you can't hide behind the stats for that one. I don't think it's, I think it's zero clean sheets in eight or nine. I can't remember which. That's that's, that's bad, really bad. You need to start keeping clean sheets. Obviously, you have got to start keeping clean sheets to. Um, but I'll say it before, I'll say it again. I think pound for pound, potential-wise, we have a fantastic unit of centre-backs. Um, and I can't say the same for the attack, personally. Um, and I think, you know, we've got Fafana out when he comes back as, as well. I think Bally Shields is a good player. Obviously, we know Levi Cole was a fantastic player. He's still got Silver in there. Uh, I haven't got too many gripes, you know, uh, technically about the, the centre-backs, but you have to say, yeah, we are conceding a lot of goals at the moment and especially crosses. I mean, we didn't concede a goal in a cross in this game, but we're conceding a lot from crosses. I mean, I mean, we
1: did concede a goal from a corner, like not direct from the header.
2: Yeah, but yeah, when you think about it, either your Kanji goal, the McTominay goal, um, what was the other one? The Brighton one uh, from a corner as well. We're conceding a lot from we're conceding a lot from crosses at the moment. That'd be a bigger problem than me than maybe conceding in transition, which we haven't been too bad of this season.
1: Yeah, and it's only going to get worse with gusto for rhys James as well. He's another player yeah, that's yeah. Not so I think there.
2: that worries me more in the height worries me more. And we actually did okay in this game from open playing height, ironically, but we lost one in transition. So what can you yeah. do? Yeah, and I
0: think Sanchez as well not being there. I mean that Petrovic, a. a doesn't look very confident at all. Can't catch. I mean, that's a goal that just never happens. Yeah, I
2: think the game's gone then. We didn't, let's be honest, we didn't really like scoring. We were like, we're not, we're, well, you know, those yeah.
0: moments can make the big difference. We were knocking
2: on the door of a lollipop, really. I mean, it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was. we weren't exactly blowing the door down, were we? Like little X. Little, little well, this is it, football. isn't it?
0: You know, yeah, people can't un- catch chance. the ball. McNeil's we didn't have running we didn't have, 50 we didn't have yards untouched to play a pass through yeah.
2: I mean Excuse Petrovic,
0: Yeah, I'm not going to dig him. In. I
2: mean, actually, if you saw it, Cole Palmer is absolutely having a massive go at Petrovic for the goal. I don't know why he just he really, ripping him. I watched today if you look at the highlights, but uh, yeah. I'm oh really? Have...
1: I do, I do, I must yeah, if you rerun really it, he's
2: absolutely ripping <laughs> it. Um But uh, yeah, maybe it's frustration because obviously there was that dodgy decision where he got booked, but uh, for a, um, a diver got up. Um, but yeah. Um, anyway, Chris, you're up next round.
0: I'm just going to put Potch in the freezer. He's in the freezer at the beginning of the season. Poor team selection to me, very risk-averse. Um, it just feels like the team is a bit risk-averse generally, and I don't like it. I don't like what he's creating at the moment with how we're playing. Um, it's too laboured. It's not intense enough. We're not taking enough risks. Caicedo just, you know, he's quite good, I think, box-to-box. Caicedo, we've seen that for Brighton. Seems the water carriers. Seems to be stuck at the back the whole time. Enzo, just, I mean, I don't know what's happened to him. Well, last week, he,
2: was, last week he was
0: boiling hot, wasn't he? he yeah, I mean, he oh, look no. like he was, he was but he's good in those positions where he's playing the ball out, but, and, and that's fine in those, in those tough games where we've got, um, you know, high presses coming. I don't know about Everton. I don't know what, you know, that's where we need him to deliver at the other end of the pitch. And he didn't, again. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just something about this team that isn't right for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely the balance of the team. I think we've talked about this a couple of weeks ago, or even maybe the last pod with the midfield balance for me. Even when you get Gallagher back, you've got Enzo, Gallagher, Caicedo. I think Enzo's one goal from open play. Gallagher, 15 games, zero goals, playing quite high up the pitch. And uh, Caicedo, I think, zero goals in 14 games. So, you know, you're relying on a lot. I actually think Mudrick and Palmer had pretty good games yesterday um, but and... Go back to that, that Matt you remember
0: that goal that we scored Jackson scored against Man City so you get the ball on the left Mudrick runs and he passes it into the middle guess who's there Caicedo's there that's nice for, good position for him to be in switches it to Gallagher he shoots and then we get the rebound I mean where have we seen any goals like that Well, we're not getting yeah, in those I mean, positions it's, I, it's I, wild I,
2: thinking, I mean Man United was a barn fire, but I do think that structure is better. I don't think Cole Palmer worked in a central position but I mean,
0: we're not having the, high possession. We've got there's, high there's possession.
2: No, there's no goals in our midfield. And our attack is like oh, an average age. I mean, we're starting mate. Most those, I mean, our, our attack had an average age of what, 22? We're out of the team, 21, 22. I think they have been made to look bad.
0: I genuinely <laughs> think we have high possession in, in the completely wrong areas. We're too slow to get up the pitch. We should be like sieging Everton like we were for the last 10 minutes. That should have been the whole game. But we've got high possession. We're passing it around midfield. You Know by the halfway line, we've got, to, we've got to improve, we've got to get people further up pissed. We have to take a few risks to, to get some goals, and that's going to reward us because I think we do have some good defenders. I mean, to be honest, um, what's not what we're playing? We're
2: playing basically three sixes or two sixes and eight. Conor Gallagher is, you know, is a water carrier, like I said. We haven't got any goals in midfield. If you look at a city team yesterday. Now, they've got Kovačić, Rodri. You're obviously your water carriers. Obviously, Rodri is one of the the best DMs in the world, CMs in the world. But you got Bernardo Silva in that midfield three. He scored a goal. I mean, Fernandez. I'm not. I know he scored two goals the, the last week. Every time he shoots, he might as well. I just, I just turn away. He's never. He never. He's never
1: going to score from outside the box. He actually he's had a really good chance at the start of the game as well. Yeah, too he had a really, really good
2: chance. Job. And he does what he always does. He shoots like Mateo Kovačić. He he side foots it, and he basically it's a magnet to the goalkeeper. Yeah. So. I mean, he's had tw- I think he's had 25 shots this year without a goal. He hasn't scored with his feet from open play. He's had 25 shots. It's not good enough. I mean, he's a good player, fantastic on the ball. But, for, you know, with no goals in midfield and we've got a team that is heavily reliant on Raheem Sterling and Jackson to score, who's usually in the freezer. So it's not really hard. It,
0: it reminds me a lot of when Tuchel had um, uh, Rhys James and Chilwell out and it was exactly the same situation. Yeah. Just look. You watch the games. Just, there's just there's so many defenders on almost who can't yeah, you look score. At, I, mean, you look at, I mean, we
2: probably were looking incoming right. Maybe Rhys James can get like you know. If they James got a full season, you might go right. He might be able to get six, seven league goals. Maybe the same in assists. Maybe the same for Chilwell. That's massive. We're just, we just we have zero goals in midfield, like Craig says. Um, Gallagher is doing a different role for the team. That's what I think. And he's a captain as well. So I think he feels you know his responsibility is to win the ball back, not to put it in the net. So. Yeah, I mean, we have to somehow take one of these players out of the team, I think, because we're just not going to score enough goals.
0: But the last time we did, we conceded four xg. Yeah. So, you got. Well, to I think to... we we lost a really important player, but I also think we well, uh, we we didn't we didn't well, show well, what, enough. It's what, what, in... yes, what you're saying then. Well, what, what you you're saying? We lost Gallagher.
2: So you're saying one yeah. of Fernandez and Caicedo's got to go then? Because at the moment, the, that that well, just, is. The... Just... That is a return of diminishing. That is kind of a, a midfield of diminishing returns to me. I think one of them's got to go in that midfield.
1: I, I agree with that. In terms of the balance of the team, one of those players has to go. And you can just invert. Someone like Kukurea can even invert and help out in midfield. That's, Every elite exactly team, help team the has team. two DMs
2: and we have three. And we don't score any goals. It's not rocket science. Like just, you know, we have to sort of take a risk. And Palmer
0: in the eight didn't work. You know he was not. Good I think defender. it. I think it looked good at the end of the in the Everton game. and he was kind of playing like 10-8. Yeah, he was, but that's because we we took Gallagher off, right? Is that right? Did we
2: take Gallagher off? Who did we take off?
0: we took Fernando. Yeah, and we off, looked by. absolutely fine because we could. We got Palmer so good at keeping the ball. You've got people who are good at keeping the ball on the pitch because we have good football players. I think people are pretending that we don't for some well, reason. We, you'd hope for a Sheffield. I mean of Sheffield United previews next
2: week. You'd hope maybe Sheffield United. He takes one of those players out. You don't need Fernandez, Caicedo and Gallagher water carrying versus Sheffield United at home, man. Like, yeah. you can play uh, you can play Sterling, Luderick, Palmer, and an attacker. You can do it. Let's take the handbrake break off a bit. Like you know, it's, you know, it, it's not it's not going particularly well points wise. You know, doing this sort of uh, you know, that, this, he's, he's stuck to his midfield and it's not working. But you can't, the you can't you can't the
0: play the same way with that change. And that's what, that's the struggle I think we're we're finding is we're trying to play out the back, really, you know, build up play. And then when we need to score, we're, we're fine. We change a few players, but it's the same, it's the same pace. It's the same setup. It's we'll still play out the back. No, no, we've got to be a bit more direct to the wingers. And when you watch teams play, who are scoring a lot of goals, they are sprinting up the pitch they're rushing around, there's loads of people getting in the box. You know, when we get overlaps, there's not enough people getting in the box. That's the risk. It's no good going Caicedo, yeah, 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 he's got the ball. But what happens when it goes out to Mudric? Why do I only see Jackson in the box?
2: Uh, a bit, it's, uh, it's not uh, enough. A big thing for this game as well, there was a just just talking generally, is that there was a, a bit where Colwell went into the box and disaster went into the box. And I just imagined if they were Chilwell and James, we might have got a goal. Nicole Wheel was right in on goal and he could have shot or put it across goal, but he's centre back. You can't expect him to be lethal in those areas or decisive. And actually didn't got an area you'd hope Reese James would get in when he reverts. He's not on the pitch. If Shieldwell and James was on the pitch, this this it's a little bit like the old school Liverpool where what Liverpool play, when you've got uh, Trent Alexander, Arnold and Robertson bombing up the pitch and they're providing goals and assists with the three DMs in the middle that uh, um Liverpool have. But we don't have any attacking fullbacks. So there's just not enough like well, you, probably... don't,
0: you don't need to be like, you're not no. so many like, rich James in there, fine. But does, does Asi, I don't think, unfortunately, is a good signing for us. But you know, I think what? you can put anyone else in that position, a right back. You know, Matson was looking quite good for a bit at the end because he's in his right position and he's getting overlaps. You know, that's all it takes. And we've mm-hmm. got people on the bench who can play in those positions. It's whether he wants to risk it. And I, for me, there's just this thing, and I saw at the beginning of the season in the pub when we were talking, too risk-averse, doesn't want to risk it. Warming up. Was well, there any special mentions?
1: I've got a warming up.
0: Wow, go on. Go on, then. I mean, brave, brave it in this storm, mate. I don't think brave. <laughs> I think there was some good performance
2: in this game. I think there was some, a few warming ups. I think Mark Kukurea, what a shift, man. He put a shift in this kid. I mean, Mark Roadrunner, he put him on any side... He hasn't got a great deal of quality at times. Let's be honest, and I'm, you know, he's probably not the answer going forward, long term, or fullback, or whatever. But right side, left side, any side, he runs, and he competes, and he competes. Two out of three tackles, one, six out of nine drills, one. He even went shoulder to shoulder a couple of times with somebody ever, and big boys up top, and he come off all right. You know, asked to put after playing a weird position, it's weird. Like, you know, I'm left footed. It. It's weird when you play on the right. It doesn't feel. Uh, doesn't feel particularly good when, when you're playing a fullback, especially. Everything feels a bit backwards. It's not like when you're attacking and you're inverting. So I thought he played really well. He's a fighter rather than like a technical boxer who can like you know pick off the punches. But I thought he did pretty well. And um, I thought you know it, you talk about fight and you know fight and compete in a mentality. I see that as a good career, I think you know you know he's, he's really good at the moment. At the moment, I mean, he went off injured, but. Uh, because Potts doesn't see Martin as a fullback, which he might have to in Sheffield United at home. He's the only fit player at the moment. He's got one off of a little injury, but he, he, he's sticking in there. And I thought, I thought it was a good performance. I thought we put a very good shift in.
1: Yeah, I'd say career was, like was decent. Yeah,
0: I think, I think he, for some reason, he was getting. I can't remember where I saw it. People were not happy with him the other day, but they need to watch the actual games. I think he's, he's showing it every time he puts, he gets on the pitch. He is competing. He is in there. He's trying his absolute best wherever you put him on the pitch and I have to respect that you have to so yeah fair enough fair play to him
1: Great. Anyone, anyone else for anyone else <laughs> warming up
0: I, I don't think anyone else really deserved it I mean for me Gallagher I, I didn't like what he did for the goal I think he could have stopped it I, I really don't know what was going through his mind why I didn't foul him um, but I think he, he does give us a lot in the team um, yeah. We did miss him against United. We need more people with his sort of desire, but his outputs are just not quite there still. But I I think think the two, that's a the two players
1: I picked out, to be fair, Gallagher and are the two main players that showed some urgency in the game. I'd say Cole Palmer was probably the other one. The rest of them, the the personality is just not there. They don't have. They're not killers. They just don't have it in their in their body. You know that you, you you either have it or you don't and you can sort of be carried along by these players when when you've got a good team you know but I think you know let's face it they're they're not bringing players along with them with their urgency and their desire the rest of them but yeah Kukurea, Gallagher and I'd say Palmer the three that that I think uh, you know they had something about them in the game it annoyed them that they didn't win
0: Right Temperatures is done good work there so at least we have got some positive mentions nice to see it's not all doom and gloom Um, Right, we've got to talk about Pochettino and uh, where he stands, his comments. Brady, what have you got for us? I
2: mean, in the presser afterwards, I I think you've both watched it. I mean, he really... He come out swinging a little bit um, in a kind of, you know, convoluted way. He kind of was like, you you know... I think it was a little bit like, you know, back me or sack me, really. He was talking about perception and reality. He's basically saying this season's been a bit of a reality check and maybe saying to the board that he... You know, he mentioned that, you know, we need more quality uh, yeah. in, in forward areas. And as Al Kinsella said, it was basically saying that he probably doesn't think some of his players are good enough. I think he thinks he worries about a lack of height and obviously worries about a lack of goals. And um, apparently he wouldn't mind. Uh, Kinsella wrote in the, uh, in the standard that he might, might want a midfielder, defender and a striker, you know, the whole trifecta. But, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting presser where you know, we we haven't really seen we didn't see that from Potter and it's obviously not from Lampard. It actually reminded me a little bit of the Thomas Tuchel presser back in the preseason with Arsenal, the infamous one where he was like, if we you know, if we carry on like this, and the one where it was the beginning of the end a little bit, I think. Um and it's not usually something you see from Poch, so I'm just wondering what you guys think about it.
1: Yeah, I I thought his his post match presser was was really interesting and honest. I, I I do think that he 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 is interested in recruiting uh, basically the the comments he doesn't say anything really exactly but the, the way he taught i think he, he's saying that basically we can't get it done at the top end of the pitch because we don't have an experienced striker that can deliver it's talking about the chances that we create i, I think you, you see that with jackson these are not low these are not high xg opportunities but just some of the touches in and around the box in, in tight areas from him and Broyer, to be honest was exactly the same um just you know they're not they're not delivering at a high level they're not making chances out of nothing you've got really got to sort of babysit the chances for them so i do think striker is is somewhere where he wants to to see recruited in january and also experienced players i think he sort of alluded to that a little bit in uh, his his presser that the experience was potentially an issue in the in the team so yeah i i, I do think that he he was angry and I do think that he it matters to him. And I and I, I like seeing that sort of thing in my manager.
0: Yeah, I thought his comments were uh, interesting. Um, luckily, no one ever gets exactly who they want. I think we've seen that through the history of managers at Chelsea. Um, people just sort of turn up. I think we saw it more recently with Tuchel, Lampard. Um, you kind of have to get on with it. Um it is what it is. and It's something you can definitely address in the next window, but we're not there yet. And I'm sure, you know, I hope there's some plans to address it. Um, well, I think, I
2: I think, think, the, I think what he's hinting at is, I think he needs to, I think he's hinting that he, we have to pivot off buying young players, I think. I think, he's, I think he's clearly pivoting, saying we need more experience.
0: It, it, it depends what your ambition is, because when he first came into the club, was he expecting to win the league? Or was he expecting to lose to Brentford, to Everton, and Nottingham Forest not. with the team he had.
2: I think he knows that if Chelsea carry on the way they are, then he's gonna get sacked, right? I mean that's pretty pretty clear. Well, he I mean, doesn't want to lose his job for sure. No, I mean obviously what I mean what I mean by that is not the way he's particularly performing as a manager. I think he's actually doing pretty well post when it's under the circumstances. If if you carry on getting barely over a point a game as a Chelsea manager, obviously eventually you're not gonna run out of road, obviously. Um but I think he's just clearly saying that, you know, if we he was talking a lot about expectation, reality. I mean, he was asked like a pretty simple question by a and uh, a reporter, and he's run a bit of a three-minute rant, a little bit like we have on this pod. He was just like, you know, he was just giving a hand signal, perception, reality, and it's like he was doing a bit of a presentation to the board about, yeah, if we want to finish here, you're going to have to buy me this player. And I think it, was, I think it was a bit of a not particularly convoluted or unclear message to the board and win stanley and the the, the football directors you know but go and buy me some quality because i haven't got quality and i think we all know the players he's probably alluding to uh, yeah. we could have guess. we could have a guess. So, you know, not a name names, but you know, we could have a guess. You, you can know, look we, at
1: the goal assist tally for them if you yeah, want.
2: You know, we can have a look. I mean obviously you know and you know, in Kunku's gonna come back, but Cuckoo isn't a raw striker. And Kunku I think will be used in a ten, maybe in you know, a left forward, a right forward. He can be used a, a lot around. I don't think he's I think you can easily have a striker and Christopher and Christopher Kunku. Um so yeah, I think that he's set his point. I think he's probably very, you know, after the, after the game, obviously, they're very emotional. or maybe if shuffled United, you know, often in the pre-match presses, they're, they're often quite chill. And in the post-match ones, often when they've lost, they're not, obviously. Yeah, that's just emotion. But he was talking about the perception and, you know, he was saying there's too many problems at the club for us to, to carry on. And that, to talk about the injuries and things like that. But yeah, it clearly, clearly affected him. But also sending out a bit of a message to the board. I think it was a bit of a, you going to have to bag me here. Otherwise, we're going to be in trouble for the rest of the season.
0: I mean, Brozier and Jackson. I mean, Brozier and Jackson are the two least touches of any outfield player on the pitch. So, I don't,
2: when you look at Brozier and Jackson, let's say so you just took Nkunku out of it. Brozier scored six goals and I think twenty-five games for Southampton or something like that. It's his only Premier League thing. Bournemouth willing to? Jackson. I mean, Bournemouth have been playing well this year, but Bournemouth under Gary O'Neill were going to buy Nicholas Jackson. That's the Chelsea attack at the moment. I mean, Kunkunku's that's our strike force. When you talk about a nine. It's not really good enough, is it? I mean, bro, you did okay yesterday, but just don't know what you're going to get from him. You don't know if he's going to realise this sort of, but you know, the raw attributes that he has. We need a bit of quality and um, just some goals. So, yeah, that's clearly. I think that's what he's alluding to personally.
0: Hopefully, the players that we signed don't get injured too.
2: Well, yeah, we have got a lot. We have got a very long injury list as well. But um, that's that is what it is. But I think he's talking about. Yeah, just uh, buying a bit more quality and maybe taking that tw- that uh, that age cap of twenty five off, maybe maybe buying some twenty six, twenty seven year olds. I think he's alluding to
0: quite self actualising that theme, though, isn't it? Because the the worse we do, the less likely players are going to come to us. So, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I, like it's, it's got to start fun. somewhere, isn't it? I think it's luckily fun.
1: we're still a big enough club that we can attract. Some some bigger names. Champions
0: League football is a big thing these days. Yeah, I think, think actually players.
2: players don't usually like moving in. Um, I mean, it's, it's well reported. I can't remember the the president's name in Napoli. I don't know if you can remember. He's a bit of a he's a tough negotiator, you know. So uh, that that awesome deal, if it happens, will not be easy. So I'm not sure if you can get that done on the January window. And often, and obviously, players don't usually like to move in January as much as it is. So, and obviously, at the moment, you're looking at it, Chelsea are 12th. Not a great sell. So yeah, we we might have to move quickly if we want some real quality before, if it, just in case things get really bad.
0: Hmm. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. Um, I wanted to leave us on some three stats that might be uh, just some fun ones. <laughs> so I tried to see where we were leaders in any of the stats, and I've got a few. Um, you probably guess. Yeah, we're going to end on one. some positives. You probably uh, probably guessed the first one. So, most fouls committed, we've got a player at the top of the charts. Conor Gallagher.
2: Gallagher.
0: Conor Gallagher, absolutely. Nice and easy. Um, highest pass completion percentage in the league? Thiago Silva. Correct, right, yeah. Thiago Silva. Didn't play. <laughs> um, we have a player on our team who scored with every shot and target they've had. Every shot on target. Midtrick, correct. It's Midrick, yeah.
2: <laughs> that is an incredible start.
0: I, I mean,
1: gonna... How many shots has he blazed wide? Must be a lot.
2: That can't yeah. only shoot block shots. He must have had some block shots on target. He's he's
0: in the same uh, he's in the same category as Kai Havertz. who's also has the same. Return. Mm. <laughs> we've
2: got the we've got the most yellows as well, haven't
1: we? Uh, that might be maybe a, not. A, I got, I got two of those. Yeah, impressed with those instant, instant two. I okay, got very good, very we've got, we've got
0: a player who's second in yellow cards, most most accumulated individual yellow cards. being Gallagher. It. No, it's not Gallagher, actually. Jackson. It's, yeah, I think there's only been a few people who've been suspended from yellow cards. Um, so there you go. Anyway, some uh, interesting stats there. Uh, Jackson, right, let's.
2: Jackson got a yellow from a foul this season. Aren't they all like, all dissent?
0: yeah he's a funny character isn't he right let's have a quick check on fancy Premier League before we finish been a tough week we have to says
1: Craig (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to do my team I think didn't I yeah that's it Uh, down in 10th you're doing Chelsea aren't you (laughs) just hovering in mid table
2: (laughs) yeah everyone heard the news that you know Harlan was injured and, you know, your fist pumping because he got
0: Salavice but Craig didn't fancy it. So that's that. The cookie cutter didn't come in.
1: <laughs> 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 Looting away. <laughs> the cookie cutter was uh was Salavice, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah they had Sheff- is this Sheffield-, Sheffield United.
1: Or Burnley, wasn't it?
2: I think with Chris, what's happening in the year is you've got triple Chelsea. So when Chelsea play well... As as Palace me- away. You've got Sanchez and goal, mate. I mean, he can't be keeping many clean sheets.
0: He sent me a penalty the other week. Yeah, oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, that's true. Fair enough. Uh, he, would have, he would have, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Shame he's gone off injured, really. I thought Chelsea would come into this and uh, look a bit more solid, but if he keeps picking to Zassi. Oh, you finally transferred Mitrick out for Greenish, was it? Well, when he's scoring every shot on target, you've got to, you've got to back him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> two, two shots on target, two
1: goals, is it? Yeah. <laughs> well, um, my
0: team's called, I'm sorry, Nick Jackson, so I've just got to, I've got to stick with him.
1: Chris, don't you have a bet, actually, for Madrid to for an over-under for goals this season, or goals assist? Yeah, and... I've
0: got a bet for him to get more than Havertz, who had seven. So we are got at two. So we've got
1: some good games now. If we can get... He's just got to get in in
2: three goals. I think he'll get them.
1: If I told you it would be the middle of December and Mikhailo Mudrick would have two shots on target so far in the season be pretty disappointed with that, I think.
0: Yeah, I'm disappointed with that. He's, he hasn't played much um, as well, which is a
2: shame. I, I'm predicting a big December for Madrid. That's my, that's my shout. I think Here we go. Like, Love to hear that. I think this run of games, I think they're going to have to use him a lot. I think, Craig, you alluded to in the last pod. I think Madrid, I think he could be. I think he was a little bit, a little bit of a special mention. I thought he was decent at times uh, against Everton. <laughs> uh, some poor decisions at the end, but... Did look electric at times but, you know, in terms of his pace. Not hard against Ashley Young, I know, but I think he has got a little something. I think once he gets a goal, we could get a bit of confidence. So yeah, I think he could get a few goals this month. I think.
1: You know, I, I definitely think he's going to be a part of our strong part of our December plans. I, I wish I shared your confidence that he's going to get a few goals.
2: <laughs> he was warming up um, for you uh, a couple of weeks ago.
1: No, yeah, I do, I do think he he's sort of. He does have some flashes, some good moments yeah, it's funny. in game.
2: I was listening to the Brighton pods re- re- review re- effectively today when I was on my run. Things can change quickly We we like buzzing. And then,
0: yeah, it's a real up and down game old football, isn't it? I think but he's yeah. got lucky not to get a penalty at Old Trafford. I think if he had properly dived you know when he was through and yeah, he got yeah. pushed in the back? There's a, There's a couple of
1: situations run. where he should have dived, actually. Yeah. Yeah,
2: he, had that, he had that chance where he hit near post and he just got a test. I mean, the, the annoying thing about... Oh, anyway, he should have tested a nine or more, but he's got a good shot on him. I'm backing him. I reckon... Let's go for it. Three, three, three he's G. Got a good a shot at him.
1: We haven't seen it Yeah.
2: Three, three G slash A for Mudrick this month. I'm, I'm calling it.
0: His shots yeah. are like very accurately just past the post. I, I think, think Mudrick will finish the him. year. Surely he's going to come in for him.
2: Mudrick's going to finish the year on four league goals.
0: So, you what? If you watch some of Enzo's shots, I uh, don't back him to get many goals. They're absolutely pathetic.
2: I mean, I mean pathetic. I've got a better shot than Enzo. I mean, come on, mate. Put your foot through it, lad. Don't side foot it.
1: I think he has. Uh, think it's something around 1500 minutes in the Premier League so far Madrid um, and yeah two goals so far so just to, I just don't I just he doesn't feel me as the sort of confidence with the, the sort of guy that's going to be hitting three or four goals in this period although we do have some good fixtures
2: well destiny will decide
0: <laughs> all right um, lovely chatting to you guys another yeah. another sour part <laughs>
1: We'll get some good uh, pods coming up in the next few weeks, surely. I mean, are the the narrative's going to be I if think, we lose I think Sheffield the viewers,
2: United? I think, the, I think the listeners are coming for the blood, really. Well, if we beat Sheffield United 3-0, I think we'll get about two listeners. I mean, they, they, come, <laughs> for the, they come for the pain. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, we'll see what happens. If we don't beat Sheffield United, it could be a very different pod. Yeah, it could be. Lots of pressure on that game. But we'll see. That's all we've got time for today. Uh, we'll be back this week with a preview for our game against Sheffield United Um, at home. Um, For more updates on all things the SCI, you can follow us on Twitter or X at Chelsea and Instagram at Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be, and thanks for listening.